0: It's been said that parents are their child's first and most important teacher, a truism reinforced by research showing how important a strong school-to-home connection is to student success. But what does it mean to be involved in your child's education? Speaking from first-hand experience, parents are busy and can't do it all. Check the backpack, monitor all of their children's daily assignments, help with homework, attend school events, and volunteer in the classroom. So where should they start? What questions should they be asking, and how can they make the most of parent-teacher conferences? What barriers, fears, or misunderstandings get in the way of parents and teachers working together to help kids thrive? Last year, Connect Canyons interviewed some PTA representatives to discuss the many ways parents can get involved in their child's school. This year, we decided to get the perspective of a school principal, Sunrise Elementary Principal Angela Wilkinson, to be exact. Welcome to Connect Canyons, Angela.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: You have many years of experience, um, 14 years in uh, elementary school. You were a teacher first and then six years as a principal or or assistant principal. From your perspective, what what is the state of parental involvement in schools? Are we seeing less involvement? I know participation in parent-teacher conferences, for example. There's some national data showing that that's on the decline, which may or may not suggest that teachers and, and parents don't feel that format maybe to be a lot of value, but what are you seeing? Are you seeing families in schools are finding different ways to connect?
1: So I have to say the past year, we saw a very different type of parent teacher conference with uh, COVID. Um, And I think that 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 has opened some avenues for us. Um, And what I mean by that is last year, our parent teacher conferences were uh, solely virtual and we found that we were able to accommodate the needs of many parents um, and uh, accommodate their work schedules um, and meet with them when it was convenient for them. Uh, prior to that, we would have hit and miss. Some years we'd have really good parent-teacher conference attendance, and other years it would be a little bit lower. Um, and we always, as as teachers and as a faculty, we would reach out to the parents to see if we could accommodate, um, but the virtual really opened up things for us.
0: That's interesting. So in a, in a really trying year for everybody, you kind of found ways to innovate and make it work better than ever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and are you finding other ways, too, that families are getting involved? So, yeah, this this past year um, we have opened it up to allowing parents to do uh, cutting for the teachers and or, um, you know, doing stuff at home. So not only are they doing things where they have to come into the school, but we're able to send things home to them to help out and be involved in their child's education just in a different way, and that's been really helpful. Yeah, and those
0: little things matter, right? I mean, it's just like for your child even to see that you're – you care enough to be involved in what they're learning every day.
1: Yeah, I think it makes a big difference for the child or the student to see that you're doing something for their school and you're involved. Children always want their parents to be the ones that are involved in their school, and so it's exciting when they're doing something, even if it's something at home for their school. Okay, you
0: you mentioned a little bit about, you know, time and how parents are busy and they're working, and that's a barrier to getting involved. Um, Are there some other barriers that you see and... Given that the parents can't do everything, are there areas where they could prioritize in terms of school involvement, or
1: where should they start? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think as a parent myself, uh, the first thing that I start with is is homework. That's that's a big thing, and and making sure that your child is reading at home. Um, that's good for every child, K through 12, right? That they're reading home at home, um, and then and then making sure they're getting through all the homework. But sometimes we don't we don't know how to help our student with the new math and the things that are coming out that we're we're teaching them. Um, And so really being able to ask your teacher those questions um, and getting in touch with the teachers. Do the teachers, how do teachers like to be contacted? I mean, email, is that? So I think that's a question that I would ask the teacher because different teachers have different preferences. Um, Some really like email, some uh, are more willing to give out maybe their personal phone numbers and do text messages. Uh, Some have apps that that they communicate with. So it's really a teacher um it depends on on the teacher and what they prefer gotcha but the key is just kind of having that um ongoing conversation I guess yeah yeah yeah. and touching base with them and seeing not only what works best for them but what works best for you because teachers often also don't know what communication method works best for all of the parents too
0: sure That, that makes perfect sense are there ways that you mentioned the the online uh, parent teacher conferences? Are there other examples or ways that school,
1: of ways that schools have worked to build bridges with families? So I know one way up at Sunrise that we um, have been working to build bridges is uh, we have different events at the school. So uh, we have grandparents and goodies, parents and pastries, dads and donuts. Those are things that we're trying to bring the community together. Um, but also we have watchdogs. So the programs that we put into the school um, to bring the parents into the school, and we try to, add, we try to promote that out uh, through, we have a newsletter that we send out to our community um, so that they know that they can sign up for those different things at the school. Okay, great. And um, the watchdogs is interesting, right, because that's that's for dads. It is. It is. And it's been fun to see all the dads come into the school and be a part of all of the different daily activities. It's been really fun to watch. Yeah, I bet.
0: I've seen some research that shows there is a little bit of a disconnect between what parents think about their children's academic progress and what's actually happening. So what are some questions that parents could be asking about how their child are,
1: are doing, you know, maybe during parent teacher conference or throughout the year? So I think the question that you asked right away is how is my student doing or how is my student doing in comparison to peers within their classroom is a really important question to start with. Um, After that, asking to look specifically at, um, Canyons is very good at collecting data, uh, data in math, data in ELA. um, And so asking to look at the specific data um, and then asking what the data means, um, having that deeper discussion of, um, you're saying that my student is doing well, but what, what, what does that specifically mean um, and i think those questions help to get a little bit deeper yeah because i know
0: often what we see is we get the urine test data and the report cards but there's a lot of data gathering
1: throughout the year too correct on just yes yes um, in elementary school specifically we have um, we have the acadians data which we do uh, present to to parents at parent teacher conferences but we also have data that we collect all throughout the year When you're looking at kindergarten, you're looking at correct letter sounds. And so the data is going to be surrounding how many correct letter sounds they have. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's nonsense word fluency, and that goes up into first grade as well. And each of those means specific things. So if you're not understanding what it is that they're presenting to you, or the acronyms that are being presented, ask for the teacher to tell you what it is, um, because they can tell you what the specific acronym means. And then um, they can tell you a little bit more about the specific test. a good question would be uh, how, like for nonsense word fluency, how did they get this score? What did they do in the test to get this score?
0: Okay, so you can understand where they fell short and what you can do at home Yes, to, to support them. I remember sitting in a parent-teacher conference where the teacher said that we needed to work on automaticity, and- <laughs> Was, did not know what they were talking about. But
1: it was basically memorizing their times tables and that kind of thing, right, with math, so. Yeah, and I think as parents, often we are afraid to ask those questions and afraid to say, what specifically does automaticity mean? Um, and so I think just getting out of that that getting away from that fear and asking that specific question to help understand the data a little bit more. Yeah, and and probably teachers welcome it, right? Having that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes the conversations, um, because of those questions can go a little bit longer. And so they may say, hey, can we can we meet another time so that we can go deeper into it? And that's, that's a good thing. Okay, great. All right, teachers, we know that they're also insanely busy, just like
0: parents. Um, how can parents best support teachers? Or principals, for that matter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a good question. Um, I think the biggest thing that parents can do to support teachers is uh, their kindness and understanding. Uh, Teachers are working really hard, you know, always, and even especially right now. and I think, you know, if if they send, an, if you send an email as a parent and they don't get right back to you and we, you know, we try to get back to you within 24 hours. But understand that their first priority is the students and that they're with students all day long and they'll get back to you as soon as they can. So just kindness and understanding is really important.
0: Yeah. And I think it's been a year, right? It's been a tough 18 months. Or... <laughs> yes, it has. So, and we talked a little bit about... um how parents' interests tend to start with their children and then kind of grow into something beyond there. And, and then parents become really true advocates for public education and valuable contributors to the cause. So do you have a couple of examples of how a parent's idea led
1: to positive change either at your school or in one of your classrooms? I don't know if this is gonna answer that question specifically, but I did have at my previous school, um, one of my previous schools, a parent that every time we would start a meeting, he was the one that was leading the meeting, and he would start with um, saying, "I know that we all love our students or our child, but we're here for the collective whole. And so remember that when we're making decisions, it is for everyone in the school, and it and it impacts everyone in the school. And that um, just that opening helped the the team that we were working with at the time." Um, remember to make decisions for every student in the school. And and that was really impactful to me.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Sometimes parents don't know where to start either, right? They're not, um, they want to get involved. They're not t- not quite sure where to start. If if parents have a question or a concern about something that's happening in the classroom, where's the first place they should usually go?
1: So if it's within the classroom, um, like a question within the classroom, go, go directly to the teacher. They're always happy um, to answer any questions parents have. If you're asking specific questions about how to get involved in the school itself, um, come into the office. You can ask the principals. We're happy to talk to any parents. Um, But the office staff also knows um, all about different ways to get involved in the school, and they're happy to help as well. Okay, great. And then I know we have PTA groups too. They could probably reach out to the PTA president, I guess, if they wanted to. Absolutely. Yeah, our PTA presidents are um, very aware of what's going on. And half the time, majority of the time, they're running many of the things that are happening in our school. So they're a great um, resource as well.
0: And then I know sometimes there are those issues where a parent may feel like, you know, I, I feel like I haven't really gotten all the answers or um, I feel like maybe this is something I should escalate to someone else. Then their next recourse typically is if they've talked to the teacher to talk
1: to you, right? Or someone in yeah. administration. Yeah, absolutely. Come to administration and we can help um solve any problems that are there or any questions that they have, we can answer those and, and yeah, that's what we're there for.
0: Yeah, and I will just put a personal plug in for the Board of Education meetings because I attend all of them and I would love to see more people um, show up and, and get involved. Um, you know, we hold, we hold public hearings for every budget Um, for every you know tax issue and then we have at every meeting
1: an opportunity for public to give input on pretty much anything that they want to discuss so I have to I have to also say I I watched the board meetings as well and um, they're very informative Uh, I leave there with a lot of information and and a better understanding of some of the questions that even I have within the school so I think they're very helpful to watch and attend
0: Mm -hmm. no it's good to know because it is sort of a it gives you some context right that you might not otherwise have
1: Yeah. yeah yeah
0: I think it's that's great Well, okay, so let's maybe, what's something every teacher or principal
1: wish parents knew? (laughs) I think that it's very important for for parents to know that we truly care about the students and we're trying to do what's best for all students involved um, and everybody within the school and that we are working really hard to do that day in and and day out um, and that every decision that's made is really in the best interest of all students involved in the schools. Yeah. Well, that's great. Anything else you wanna add about parental involvement? Well, I guess I have to say, we appreciate parent involvement in the schools. We couldn't do it without our parent volunteers and the people that come into the school to help us out. It's so fun to see the families and the parents and grandparents and loved ones. So we just love having them there. And I have to say last year, without having a ton of no volunteers in the buildings, it's made you appreciate it even more.
0: And thank you, Angela, for spending time with us today. And thanks to our listeners. We hope this information has been helpful as the district always looks to deepen engagement with our families. Canyon schools really strive to be a unifying force in the community and safe haven for the growth and exploration of our students. And we are ever appreciative of the support of our parents. With that, we'll close out this episode with another reminder that if you like the show, to please subscribe to our podcast or share it with a friend. This episode was edited by CST's videographer, Stephanie Christensen, and polished and posted to our feed by CSD's web manager, Janelle Myrick. A big thanks also to our event specialist, Holly Bishop, for editing the transcripts we make available on our website. I'm your host, Kirsten Stewart, and this is Connect Canyons.